Hey everyone, welcome to the Withering Effect episode 89. Today's date is April 4th, 2021, Easter Sunday, and I am Duds or Duds versus known to the rest of the interwebs. And I'm Jimbo, you may know me as Jimbo Slice 23. Happy Easter, everyone. Happy Easter. <laughs> and uh yeah, we'll start with what you've done this week. I pranked you. Yes. <laughs> you did. I I've, I don't really call it a prank te- the prank on you is me neither the pranks i like to do it, it's a prank but it's not necessarily a prank it's one of those things that could be useful if anything you got a lot of free materials out of it i didn't spam and uglify your base right kind of <laughs> kind of i did put my ugly mug on your wall <laughs> so yeah you and carl both mm-hmm. and we put a sheep in there but it's staying i like it uh, other than that, I built a pumpkin farm so that I could build a pumpkin pie shop. Right. I really like how that pumpkin pie shop turned out. It's really small, but it does feel like you walked inside of a pumpkin pie, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does look really cool. I was really happy with that one. Uh, the whipped cream falling off the top didn't really come out as clean as it did in the creative world. Yeah. But, nah, it is what it is. I was actually looking at it today, running around the server. Mm-hmm. Did you a pumpkin pie? I didn't get a pumpkin pie. Uh, of course you didn't. You don't trust my pies. How much are your pumpkin pies? I didn't see a price. They're free. Okay. Yeah, you just grab a pie. I should. I'll just grab a pie then. Yeah, that's it. There was no cost. Omni didn't charge us to take that spot. It was just kind of a hey, help me do some collaborative work and prettify this area. So I was like, well, I'm not gonna charge for pumpkin pies. And I'll just, if I see all the pies gone, I'll refill them one day. Yeah, I noticed he made a food court, and I don't have any food farms, so (laughs) can't really go there. Maybe I'll think of something. I mean, I still got a whole tower to fill Mm -hmm. with a couple farms. Maybe I'll come up with something. Yeah, I I think you should be weird this season. I am weird every season. (laughs) Well, I mean, like when it comes to food, let's face it, if it's not steak pork chop or golden carrots really no one eats anything and i Mm -hmm. i struggled with this this season because i was going to do this also and really the only good alternative food is salmon yeah salmon's not bad and i was just like uh yeah but it's hard to get in decent quantities like carl gave me an entire shulker box full of cooked pork chop chops and that was maybe a month and a half two months ago i'm down to my last stack of that stuff Mm. i go through food like crazy Pumpkin pie isn't very bad either. I mean, it, the saturation isn't all that great, but it'll fill you up. Yeah, that, that's true. And I make more pumpkins than I'll ever know what to do with. The problem is getting the eggs. I got to do it. Oh, well, no. Yeah. See, I don't like the clucking sound of the chickens. And then I just realized we have Winter's Armor Stand mod that quiets mobs. Yeah. So I could I could do an egg farm. Yeah, why not? Yeah. The other thing I've done this week, we'll we'll be talking about that in a little bit. So I was going to ask you, what else have you done this week? Yeah, I was going to say, speaking of eggs, I made a Easter egg scavenger hunt on the server. Mm-hmm. What I did is I picked 12 select locations and put riddles in each location leading to the next. So at the end, I actually hid the last egg pretty good. Mm-hmm. I, I was on there earlier. Because it is Easter, started it today, and uh, a couple of the server mates, C-3PO and Dark Diamond, were actually on there, and 
they were getting, <laughs> they were having trouble finding the very last one, and that was the idea. Yeah. I was laughing while they were throwing fits. That's, that's the idea. Cruelty. Yeah. But it's a great prize at the end. You'll see it. I, I put it out in my video. I didn't really show the prize. I want to make it more of a, you know, surprise prize. <laughs> I, I will show, you know, each location mm-hmm. and the prize boxes. Eventually, I'm going to give it a few weeks, let it play out, you know, have let people make the scavenger hunt when they can. You know, some aren't available as soon as uh, ev- everyone else. Yeah, when I woke up this morning, I was like, all right, I can either go ahead and do the scavenger hunt. Or I can try to do the backpack data pack we talked about in the pre-show. If you guys are wondering what that's about, pre-shows cost $1 a month and you get a pre and post show. So for $1, you get like, what is it? Eight new content episodes. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about a backpack data pack found by one of our former guests, Cass from Mizuma Games. And I was like, well... I don't really know how long Jimbo's scavenger hunt's going to take, so I'll work on this backpack data pack. And that took too long for me to even get working. <laughs> yeah. Because I can't read simple instructions. I'm just like, oh, I just download data pack, throw it in the, the file, and I'll be good to go. I know how data packs work. Nope. <laughs> Obviously, that's not how they work. So, yeah, I'll be doing all that after the show. Sounds good. Uh, we did something else show-related this week. Yes, we did. We had our PvP event. Mm-hmm. Couldn't think of the word. Thanks to our good friend and uh, member of the Discord, Stone Figure. Mm-hmm. Also patron. Thank you. Thank you. He helped us out so much. Yeah. Because we were clueless with how to start games, what the rules are and everything. Usually the rules pop up before you play, but you only have like so many seconds to read these rules and then the game starts. So having him around really helped. And uh, I actually had a pretty good time. Yeah, it was it was cool to try something different. I have learned that obviously I'm absolutely horrible at PvP and I will stick to building. Yeah. You won two build battles. Yeah, the only thing I would win was the build battles. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I will stick with building. <laughs> I won something else, but I can't remember what it was. Oh, the jump and get blocks for points. That's right. I got that one. Yeah. I think that was like a, a game inside of a game. Yeah, if it included any kind of PvP, I was dead last. Yeah, pretty much. There were, there were several times I would be in a fight, and I would squeeze my controller too hard, and it would pop a menu open. And I'm just like, oh god, here we go. <laughs> That's hilarious. And I'd get killed. Yeah, I won a couple events. Uh, I won a Sky Wars. I won one of the detective things. Or no, I didn't win that. Oh, yeah. I No, I, I did the detective one the very first round. Did you? Okay. Yeah, I got... I got the detective win on that. Murder mystery. Murder mystery. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, there's so many different games. I didn't realize. Yeah. We played on the high pixel server. Mm hmm. Uh, yeah. I had a good time. Mm hmm. And you were, you were able to stream it. So everyone was able to watch. Yeah. Go to your stream if they would like to check it out. Yeah. You go to Twitch slash Duds Versus and there's a replay up. It'll be up for the next two weeks. You'll see Dud standing around because he got out early. Yep, that's the big down. Well, and <laughs> what aggravated me on some of the levels, like you'd get knocked out and I'd be like, okay, well, I'm going to go around in spectator mode and watch what's happening. But there'd be like barrier blocks keeping you from moving around because it's not technically spectator mode. It's survival invisible flying mode. So you can't move around as much as you think you could. 
So, what was your favorite game out of all those? Probably Bed Wars, the first one. Yeah, and I didn't come close to winning. I don't think any of those. No, I think you. The very first game, you guys are in for a while. I got out very early in Bed Wars. Yeah, maybe that's why. It's a very strategic team based. The way we played it. So to me, that one was more fun. A lot of strategy. A lot of the other PvP ones, yeah, I was just murdered within the first couple seconds, and that's just... Strategy, to me, is way more fun. Like, Murder Mystery was really fun because you'd watch the way people were moving and stuff, and that kind of would let you know who was who. Yeah. Yeah. I think Sky War... or uh, Bed Wars probably was my favorite. I do like the team activities Mm -hmm. and the, you know, strategizing and stuff. Though I did win a Sky Wars... I think Bed Wars was my favorite. Didn't last long, though, but I like the idea. No, well, the downfall is we were playing with, obviously, a lot of people from the Discord, and if you get knocked out in that game, the games were lasting so long. Yeah. Right? So it's like you just kind of sit around waiting, and we were like, we need some games that when you get knocked out, you don't have to wait a long time before you get back into the game. Yeah, we switched it up a little bit. Yeah. It felt like we did a little bit of everything, but I don't know how big Hypixel is. Yeah, it seemed like there was a lot more, but... We played more of the popular titles. Uh, should we go ahead and hop into the news? Uh, yeah, might as well. All right. We have Snapshot 21W13A, and we're going to be reading this a little different because <laughs> there were so many little things on this webpage that I couldn't fit it in our notes. So me and Jim Burrow are quite literally going to be reading from their website mm-hmm. just to make it a little bit easier on us. So new features, they added the GOAT and accessibility option. Goats will spawn in mountains. Goats can be the or goats can scale sides of mountains with their incredible jumps. I think they jump like eleven blocks tall from what I read. I think so. It's that's ridiculous. <laughs> Do they jump that high in real life? Like I was kind of taken back. My uncles owned goats. Mm-hmm. I know goats can climb incredibly well. Right. I've never seen a goat jump. Yeah. So. <laughs> I know of their climbing abilities, but jumping didn't didn't know. <laughs> My uncle did have one of those fainting goats too. Oh, really? It's just hilarious. Oh man, it just falls over. Yeah, you don't want to do it a lot because I think it does like lock their hearts. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, so we were told not to do it a lot to the goat or whatever. And plus, when they fall over, they could hit their head or hurt themselves. That is pretty weird <laughs> to see it happen. I remember. Uh, the way they had it, they had a trampoline and a pool, and then the goats were off back behind there. So if you were in the trampoline or in the pool and stuff, you could be looking. And I saw this crow land right next to this little, I call it a baby goat, but I think the thing was really like six years old. It would land, and then I saw it dunk, lock up and fall over. <laughs> it gets spooked and just fall over. Yeah, I really wish goats in the game would do that. Goats can be tempted using... Uh, wheat. They can also be bred using wheat. And they're another source of milk, which I was excited to see that because me and you both know Mojang has this little stance where they don't want mobs to do the same thing twice or items to do the same. Like They don't want overlapping features, I should say. Mm -hmm. And so to see that you can get another source of milk is kind of cool. Though I did have the idea maybe goats could make cream instead of milk and i know goat milk is a real thing Mm -hmm. and stuff and goats don't produce cream obviously but i'm thinking of i keep going back to i'm hoping there's like an agricultural update soon where we get new foods and things to eat so having a way to get cream 
I guess you could do sugar and milk together to get cream. That makes more sense. Never mind. Yeah, you get it from milk. But yeah, the milk thing's practical. You know, yeah. That's, you do get milk from goats. Mm-hmm. They had this ramming ability on bedrock. I don't see that in the show notes. I don't think we're getting that just yet. Yeah, I didn't see it. The big thing was just the jumping. Everyone was like, look how high they jump. And I was just like, what the heck? Yeah. How are you supposed to put a goat in a pen when it can jump that high? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I don't know if you'll be able to keep hold of them unless you got them like blocked in, maybe a ceiling. You know, Make sure they have something above them. Still, they might you know, jump out of that little gap. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a bedrock feature. I don't remember seeing that on bedrock, them jumping like that. I don't either. It's been a while because Bedrock got goats early on. Curious if you put a slime block under them if they jump even higher. <laughs> I wonder if they were to land in the same spot where they just bounce. Mm-hmm. Ooh, here we go. If you put a honey block underneath them, can they jump off that? Because nothing, as far as I know, can jump off of a honey block. Well, it didn't. There was a, an example Exuma had where he had... uh goats inside that powder the snow powder mm-hmm. and underneath the snow powder was or was it maybe maybe i'm wrong i thought there's a honey block under the snow powder but snow powder itself keeps you from jumping so i could be wrong there it couldn't jump out of the snow powder by the way Hmm. okay yeah so the honey block still needs to be tested yes if anything can jump out it's the goats <laughs> yeah i really like the goat mob i will probably be having goats at my base whenever they come into the game. And to me, it's kind of like, that's part of my childhood growing up. We had family members with goats and stuff, so. Yeah. That's cool. Would you like to read the next section? The accessibility added an alternative solid black background color for Mojang Studios loading screen, toggleable with the monochrome logo accessibility option. The accessibility logo, if you guys had Optifine, Optifine goes ahead and it changes it to black as is. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't too familiar with that. Nothing new on that front. At least mine is. Mine's black. Maybe it had the accessibility option turned on already. I don't know. But we do have a good bit of changes. Yeah. Tweaks to caves. Tweaks to ore distribution. Tweaks to powdered snow. Dripstone clusters can now be found rarely in normal caves. Deep slate blobs can now be found between heights 0 and 16. Axolotls and gross. Glow squids <laughs> now spawn in underground water sources. Axolotls will now always chase after and attack squids. Glow squids, tropical fish, cod, salmon, puffer fish, drown, guardians, and elder guardians. Axolotls now have two-minute cooldown after hunting non-hostile targets such as fish, squid, etc. They will prioritize targeting hostile mobs first before hunting. Bees now see flowering azaleas as flowers. The other azalea, they don't. Yeah. Uh, additions to wandering traders and mason trades and additions to chest loot tables. Yeah, we'll go over some of this here in a second. Bunch of new stuff. Yeah. So cave tweaks, the mineshaft tweak, they've increased the max length of pillars and chains. I think some of these were spawning still in a little weird configuration where they would be floating just a little bit. Mm-hmm. The carver tweaks made carvers less likely to be flat to walk through. And again, that's a cave type. Noise cave tweaks increased likelihood of mega caves. The uh, large cheese cave, I think is also what it got called. Mm-hmm. 
reduced likelihood of toothpick pillars, tall one block thin pillars. Yeah, I like the the more thick pillars going on, especially if you have the really large cave. Just this little one block pillar looks a little weird. Yeah, I noticed. And other tweaks to make the cheese caves more varied and more interesting. So yeah, I have the feeling cave tweaks are going to be happening all the way to the last snapshot. Yeah, though they look pretty cool. There are uh, you know, some things to work out. There's always going to be bugs. Yeah. And new opinions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the first variation of caves, I think they did it on purpose, but obviously all the caves were ginormous. Mm-hmm. It was a little ridiculous, and I think that was done technically on purpose to kind of show you, hey, this is what we could do, and now they've slowly been pulling it back and pulling it back, and I think now we're getting closer and closer to the final hey, this feels like a real natural cave generation where, hey, you've got a big cave or cavern every once in a while and mm-hmm. you have a little tunnel leading up to it, stuff like that. Right. It does look cool, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, regardless. I still would like to see an icy cave. That would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we got a little bit of a preview of it, not from Mojang, you know, from other creators. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, I think, I don't see why they wouldn't, no mention of it yet. Nope. And I'll read this next section since it's kind of small. The ore distribution tweaks. Slightly more iron. Larger diamond blobs sometimes form. Oh. There we go. I'm not too worried about the iron part because let's face it, iron mm-hmm. farms still rule every Minecraft server. Yeah. Heck, I think they rule every world so far, especially now that they've been made easier to get. Uh, the larger diamond blobs I'm excited to see because it really felt like they were nerfing diamonds a bit. Mm-hmm. I'm still curious on the the air block mechanism they're talking about with these ore distributions where they're going to cover some of the ores. Yeah, I got mixed feelings. I'd like to know more about that. Mm. I, I mean, my feelings aren't mixed, but if they've kind of gone away from that, I don't want to keep bringing it up. So I, I'd like a kind of a for sure, yeah, we're going to push this more or... Nah, we we realized it wasn't working out. We're going to go with a more natural generation. Yeah, I like, I mean, I like the idea of the precious ores being more hidden. Mm-hmm. But like the coal, the iron, I don't see why they would be so hidden. I don't know. I feel like, mm-hmm. I don't know, the more common ores should be a little more exposed. Though, I mean, it's not coal something. No, I guess you can farm coal. Never mind. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. the other ones are more farmable. It's just the, the diamonds are... I'm glad they're bigger blobs, but if they're not exposed, yeah, you're going to have to do some work. If they're not exposed, I like the idea of being able to know between these Y levels, diamonds spawn more closely to coal. Because isn't that what it is in real life? Like coal, if you compact and heat to extreme levels, it turns into diamonds. I think that's the way it works in real life. Yeah. I'm not sure. Like impressed. Yeah, so like if you're below Y level 11 or something like that and you find coal, well, you know that there's an increase of like 30% chance that you're going to find diamonds near it. I like it. If you're going to cover diamonds, that seems like a better way of doing it because at least then you have hints. Yeah, well, they did mention with the the bone generation, the fossil generation, Mm -hmm. that could generate with coal and diamonds. So they're kind of using it a little bit, but it's not. It's only for the bones. Right. Well, and the diamond bones, I think it's only when they spawn down in the deep slate values. Yeah. So. Uh, next part we have powdered snow. Mm-hmm. Powdered snow durability hardness was slightly increased. 
freeze time has decreased to seven seconds and her frequency has decreased to two seconds. That's nice. <laughs> Entities on fire now melt powdered snow when colliding. Mm-hmm. It's practical. Increase vertical movement speed within powdered snow. Strays, polar bears, and snow golems are now immune to freezing. Mm-hmm. Mobs now shake when they are fully frozen. Skeletons converting the strays now only require seven seconds to take for any for an entity to be fully frozen to begin converting instead of the 30 seconds it took before. Leather horse armor now protects horses from freezing damage. And mobs that enjoy the heat, blaze, magma cubes, and striders take increased freeze damage. Those are pretty good changes. Yeah. Of course, as soon as I go to talk, I got to yawn. All of these changes make sense, especially the strays, polar bears, and snow golems. Because when we had snow golems in Mending Minecraft, me and you both went, why do they take damage in snow? Mm -hmm. Quite literally, a snow golem is made out of snow. Why does it take damage from snow? Right. Yeah, we, I mean, we kind of seen this coming, them fixing it. Yeah. yeah. It must have been just a an oversight, because it makes too much sense that these animals that are used to living in the snow would take damage in snow. <laughs> like it's where they live. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really enjoy the mobs now shake when they're fully frozen. That's a cool little animation. Yeah. Always, always for different animations. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that your horse... You know, that the horse that wanders off all the time because everyone knows a horse just can't sit in one place. Yep. Uh, yeah, if you got the leather armor on, it will be immune to that. So you don't have to worry about taking your horse up a mountain anymore mm-hmm. and it wandering into the freezing, freezing snow. Well, yeah, and it also gives you another reason to have leather horse armor. Right. Which I honestly have never seen on a horse in game yet. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, odds are you'll find what a, an iron horse armor, a gold horse armor. Uh huh. There's no really reason to have a leather horse armor now. There is. Yeah, and obviously, moms that enjoy the heat taking more damage makes complete sense. Mm-hmm. I'm all for that, and the fact that powdered snow can now melt. Yeah, is is pretty cool too. Yep. If you happen to hit, let's say, a creeper with your flame bow and it drops into <laughs> that snow, it'll melt that snow. So mm-hmm. that's how it works. <laughs> kind of, it's kind of a backfire, though. Yeah. I'd rather shoot the creeper into the snow when it gets stuck in the snow. Yeah, the flame bow might not be too useful in the mountains. Yeah. Though I wonder if you could shoot a flame bow at just powdered snow and it would melt. That would be cool, too. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't see that. It'd be a good way of diffusing traps. Yeah. I'm sure like, you know, flint and steel or lava will melt it. That's true. But yeah, I don't know about the uh, the flame flame arrows. It's a good question. Yeah, I've always been disappointed in the fact that you could have a flame arrow and not technically set a uh, hay bale on fire. Mm. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> I get why they don't do that, because there's so many flammable building materials and a random uh, flame arrow could go astray. And set somebody's mm-hmm. build on fire. So it kind of makes sense not to have that in the game. I still think it would be kind of cool if you could do it. Yeah, I mean, flame arrows in general, you know, they don't catch anything on fire. <laughs> so you would think if you shoot it at a tree, I mean, that would definitely be dangerous. Mm-hmm. You know, a whole forest can go up. You try to kill a skeleton. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It sounds practical, but dangerous. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's one of those things I wish was in the game, and the, probably the second they were to add it, I'd instantly regret it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never said that. <laughs> Don't you blame this on me. I take it, it back. <laughs> so let's go over the new trade and loot table additions. The Mason will now sell you four dripstone blocks for one emerald. That's kind of cool. The Wandering Trader now gets two pointed dripstones for one emerald, two rooted dirt for one emerald, and two moss blocks for one emerald. Also, you can find moss blocks in shipwreck chests, and glow berries can now be found in mineshaft mine shaft chest minecarts. That was a tongue twister for me. Yeah. Ugh. That is a tongue twister. Yeah, but again, this kind of feels like the update of, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. All of these, all these trades make sense. Maybe not so much the dripstone for the mason, but if you were to put dripstone in a villager trade, obviously mason makes sense. To me, it just feels too natural. Like to me, I could see the mason accepting dripstone and giving you emeralds for it more so than I can see the mason trading you emeralds for dripstone. If that makes sense, yeah. Because a mason feels like more complete blocks. Instead of blocks, you would just randomly dig out of a cave. But at least it's a new way to get blocks without decimating areas. Right. Yeah, it's a good point. And it's a lot better than the quartz one-to-one trade. So, Yeah, I was going to mention that. With the, None of these are one-to-one. Yeah, that's the, the beauty of it. I ran into a wanting trader this morning, and uh, all of them are like one-to-one. You know, one emerald for one sapling. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I forgot about your terrible trades. <laughs> you think highly of yourself, don't you? Yeah, right. This must be a magic sapling. Well, it, let's let's not forget about the wandering trader's best trade: two free leads for free. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say everyone's now going. What? Some of you will understand this. Mm-hmm. All you need is a sword. <laughs> I think a lot of you will understand that. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Let's go over. I'm going to read the technical changes. I'll let you read the next section. Yeah, this one's pretty exciting. This is the big one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Technical changes in 21W13A added a metric cube of light. Unused parts of code no longer or are what? Unused parts of code are no longer removed. I think they meant to say unused parts of code are removed. Because I don't think you would purposely put unused parts of code into the game. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't too sure what they meant. I just really like it. I'm going to read it word for word. Unused parts of code are no longer removed. I think they're trying to say that line that they've taken out unused code to help the game uh, run better, which is great. Mm -hmm. But... Let's face it, the the metric cube of light is what we all want to talk about. And I'm going to let Jimbo read this part. Yeah, a few things. Uh, opt only slash give air like water. What? Opt only slash give air like water loggable block. There you go. There you go. Admits light at a level determined on block state. Uh, visible and targetable only when the item is held. Similar to a burial block or barrier. Barrier block. Jeez. How did I? How did I? It's because we switched back to morning time shows, so reading becomes hard again. Yeah, I put different letters on the end of that word for some reason. <laughs> you right click the cycles of the light level. This is pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Again, it's just like a barrier block, 
except it emits light. You can walk through it. It's uh, great for creative builds mm -hmm. or creative mode, I guess. 100% will be in survival in uh, no time. Basically, the day the, the 117 update comes out, there will be a data pack bringing this to survival mm -hmm. in a certain way. I could see crafting it with nine glowstone dust because it takes four glowstone dust to craft a glowstone block, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe crafting it with nine glowstone dust. I don't know how you would make it. Maybe you'd have to use an invisibility potion in there somewhere <laughs> to make it craftable. This, this block is what every survival player has been wanting. Well, every creative player at the same time who wants to have mobs spawn mm -hmm. to like, this is great. My only question is, is it a spawnable block? Because you can dim the light by cycling through light levels. So if I, if I place this down and cycle it down to like light level one, can a mob technically spawn in the spot I've placed the light? That's my big I want to know. Initially, when you put it down, there is like an item there. Right. You know, you could see like the, the particles of the light. But uh, eventually, you walk away from it, it disappears. So, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, we know mobs can spawn in strings mm -hmm. on Java. I found that out the hard way <laughs> Yeah, with my towers. Yeah, this could be something similar to that. I don't think, yeah, I don't think it's going to be a thing. That's just my opinion. I think you're right. That being said, I would still be using the heck out of it. Oh, yeah. Because now I don't have to find creative ways to hide lighting. I don't have to hope Mojang creates a new mine or a new light block that looks good. I mean, we've gotten lanterns, we've gotten candles, and those are great looking light sources. Mm -hmm. But then we get the light sources with light level 10. So they only light up two or three blocks worth of non-spawnable spots. Back to torch spamming. <laughs> yeah. The beauty of it is you can suspend it in the middle of the air. Yeah. You don't have to place it on the ground. Like, if you want to light level more in, in the air a little bit, I don't, I'm sure there's creative ways to use that. Mm hmm. Yeah. I really like the idea of suspending it. Yeah. Like I said, in watching the few YouTube videos, I think everyone agreed that this is probably the biggest thing for 117. I know, yeah, caves. We wanted a cave update mm -hmm. for it. Nah, screw that light block. Yeah. Light block's the best. Eh, goats. Yeah. Yeah, goats. Uh, warden and a light block. This light block. <laughs> Gotta love the light block. I, I'm super excited for this light block. The only downfall is like, there's no way to destroy the light block once you place it down. Yeah, that's right. Maybe slash not give. <laughs> you can cycle it off. Hmm. So there's that. Right. But I was wondering, you, you have the deep dark. And as a creator, dark levels are terrible for YouTube. Yes. You got to turn your gamma up or whatever. This could be, this could help out with that also. Yeah. You know, because of the deep dark being, you would think it would be darker. So, mm -hmm. yeah, maybe they gave us that to compete with the darkness. I don't know. How cool would it be for it to interact with redstone and it puts, it emits the light level depending on the strength of the redstone signal? Hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Or like skulk sensors. Or skulk sensors. Yeah. Pretty neat. That'd be different. Mm -hmm. I really want to know everyone's thoughts on light blocks. Is my reaction of getting this excited too much? Like, 
does anyone else care about this block as much as I do? Or are people like, goats, yay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty excited. I see it more of like a creative world thing. I'm not pushing, well, not pushing for it, but I'm not too sure it'll be a survival item as much as I want it. But that's what I think is going to happen. Staying creative. Well, no, I don't think Mojang's going to put this in survival. They won't. Right. But I'm saying there will be a data pack day one that puts it in survival. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I know. I agree with you. I don't think Mojang would put this in survival in any way possible. It doesn't make sense for it to be in survival. Maybe it could be combined with like invisibility potion. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> to bring it to survival. That's the only way I could see them craft it being craftable as being something with invisibility. But again, that's probably not going to happen. Do eight glowstone dust and invisibility potion. That makes it an extremely expensive item because of mm-hmm. brewing all those potions. Right. I don't know. Yeah, it'd be the only way I could see it. Make it super expensive. <laughs> yeah. It'll it'll end up being in survival somehow through data packs. And the second like Hermitcraft puts it in survival, it, it'll become server-wide standard for everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to look through some of the bug fixes. I don't see any that are really standing out in my head. Yeah, I mean, there's like a hundred of them. (laughs) There's always a lot of them. And normally we don't go over bug fixes just because there's so many of them and to go through all of them uh, is a little crazy. I don't mind looking for one or two big ones. But yeah, they're just all little little bug fixes. So uh, let's go ahead and move on. We have a listener comment this week. Yes, along with the update. Mm-hmm. kind of besides a snapshot we had an april fools update it was a little i don't know take you back into the 80s or 90s or whatever mm-hmm. kind of deal it was pretty funny i found it humorous but uh the question by aw sam uh-huh. 2399 from the discord he asked if you were to design an april fool's day update for minecraft what would you do this was tough actually <laughs> really tough we had crappy looking blocks we've had infinite portals mm-hmm. That those are like the only ones I can remember <laughs> yeah honestly thinking about it if you think about all the April Fool's pranks that stand out in your head to me there are two the infinite portals that we got mm-hmm. last year which I think really hurt Mojang because it was such a huge cool prank that anything they did this year was just going to be overshadowed Mm. And then you have Mumbo Jumbo's Bluestone. Mm, okay. Yeah. When I was thinking about this, I had two ideas. One included being able to build vehicles in Minecraft. Okay. Which honestly is something I think people would want. So they would be disappointed when they found out you couldn't really do that. In- <laughs> yeah. That's kind of the point, though. Yeah. The disappointment. <laughs> well, I don't like getting people's hopes up to me that it, that would seem mean but it mm-hmm. to me it was logic because there are some people that are very much against putting vehicles in minecraft saying well you break the, break the fantasy part of the game it's like shush i want my jeep four by four <laughs> drive over this new mountain <laughs> be very square yeah what well, for me the big thing is i'd love to be able to build a ship and sail across the oceans in minecraft that would be really cool but yeah and my next one was dyeable water. Mm. I think dyeable water would be really cool and not just in a cauldron. If I got to uh, drop a dye in an ocean, 
And so like the block where you dropped it in would be really dark, rich color. And then it slowly has this gradient. The further out from that spot you dropped it goes, that would be super cool. But also you kind of taken away something that people might like when you say April Fool's. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I kind of like the idea they were going with, like a new Minecraft version Mm -hmm. that was never there. You know, they kind of did that whole 80s, 90s thing. Yeah. But giving you the new version and it just being terrible, you know, for the joke's sake, Mm -hmm. I would like to see that. But I think it would probably take a lot of time to design a new game just for a joke. Yeah. (laughs) You can do the... uh... What is it, the T-Rex game on Google whenever your internet crashes? I don't know if you've done that before. I uh, know. Oh, Got to get your internet to crash and try that. <laughs> but that's that's all you got for April Fool's pranks? Yeah. Um, that, it's, I don't know. That's a tough one. Yeah. I mean, we didn't really... We ca- you know, I found the comment last night. So when we were writing up the show, I was like, this is a good comment. We can think of something. But, uh, you know, one day really isn't enough time to think of a really good April Fool's joke. And it doesn't help that me and you are not pranky people. I mean, literally, I quote unquote pranked you by building new walls in your sheep farm. Yeah, thank you <laughs> for that prank. The only, the only prank about that was my face and Carl's face got put up there. So mm-hmm. you'd have to look at us every time you go into that room. Or I'll just keep my head down. I'll just keep my head down. <laughs> Thank you for that comment. Awesome Sam or aw Sam. Man, $23.99. That comment was from our Discord, and our Discord is the only place you can talk to everyone who works on the show easily. Just take Rebel, Rebel JC's word for it. I should probably learn to read. What's going on, everybody? I'm Rebel JC, and I'd love for you to join our Discord community. Whether it's taking part in our Mending Minecraft vote, sharing your thoughts and opinions on Minecraft, or just chatting with like-minded listeners, the Weathering Effect Discord has something for everyone. Join today by following the link in the show notes. Thank you for the Discord ad, Rebel JC. And speaking of the Discord, it's the only place you can get involved in our Mending Minecraft vote. This week, we ask you to choose between one of three mobs for us to discuss and improve. Your choices were the fisherman, a blaze, and the llama. And the winner of Mending Minecraft this week is... Llama. You actually called it. Yep. When we put this vote out there. I finally got one right. Mm Mm-hmm. You're like, llama's going to win right away. And the votes for the llama were 33, 21 for the blaze, and 10 for the fisherman. Mm-hmm. A few things for the llama. is actually a good bit of stuff I got here. They're pretty unique in some ways. Yeah. Llamas are natural mobs that can be tamed and used to transport large shipments of items. They naturally spawn only above grass blocks in savanna biomes in herds of four llamas and in mountain biomes in herds of four to six llamas. They come in four variants of color. Brown, cream, white, and gray. Wanting traders always spawn with two leashed trader llamas. Tame llamas can be bred by being fed one to three hay bales. They drop up to five leather, depending on the looting. A llama can be equipped with a chest and any color of carpet. Uh, Llamas do not accept saddles, so a player cannot control one's movement, even when tamed. And leads are best way to move llamas. Leading a llama actually signals up to 10 nearby llamas, both tamed and untamed, to follow each other, forming a caravan. 
and llamas also defend themselves by spitting at attackers. So, improving a llama was actually really hard. I, I know I say that every week, and it, mainly because, like, fishermen, I had five ideas just ready and waiting to improve the fishermen. The blaze, I had two or three ideas. I could do the llama. I had like none. <laughs> and I know a lot of people are going to be wanting the caravan aspect of llamas tweaked in some way. I'm not going to. I like the caravan aspect of llamas. I think shulker boxes hurt caravanning of llamas. Yeah, which really doesn't make much sense because if you think about it, like Jimba said, you can put shulker boxes in the chests, so you can put shulker boxes in your llamas and then tow your llamas. To move a huge amount of stuff. Yeah, I feel like you have to have like the pathing for it. You know, why go across this crazy terrain? Then, then you got the water in front of you. Sometimes you kind of got to know where you're going, and you need the pathing to really use the caravan. Yeah, you got to think ahead in that way. Right. Ways to improve a llama without really stepping on toes in any other ways. Let, let's start with the spitting feature because that seems to be. One of the huge things that everyone knows about llamas. Mm. So a real llama does spit. That's known, and they do it when they're aggravated and stuff like that. But a llama's real main defense is kicking. So I would like a llama to be able to, if angered, if the thing that angered it was in range, a llama would kick instead of spit. So like spit would be a ranged attack, and then kicking would be a melee attack. Yeah, I like that. That'd be cool. Because llamas really are a shepherd's best friend or herd's best friend. They do kind of take sheep under their wing and try to protect the herd like we see in-game. Like, that's a real thing. So, yeah, let's do that. Mm -hmm. Also, llamas communicate by humming, which is a cool fact. So I think a friendly or a tamed llama should hum to you, kind of let you know, yeah, I'm, I'm that guy's llama. <laughs> only the your tamed one yeah well maybe it could be if you do music in a jukebox kind of like how parrots dance maybe a llama hums ah yeah so that could be really cool and to me the final thing we could really do to improve a llama is not necessarily improving the llama itself we have these new mountains and this new snow that's incredibly dangerous, and you need this leather armor to get around and stuff. And I've always felt there should be more armor types in the game. I've talked about this all the time. And yes, Mojang's doing a good job of making leather useful, but obviously now we have to carry around separate armor. My thing is, llamas are known for their wool to be extremely warm and actually better than sheep's wool. Like, farmers prefer llama wool to sheep's wool. It's just that sheep wool is easier to get than llama wool. Mm. So I think you should be able to shear a llama and it will drop yarn instead of wool. And then you can take yarn and leather armor and maybe surround the leather armor with the with the yarn. And now that, I, I don't know, woolly leather armor will now better protect you from snow instead of just wearing basic leather armor. Yeah. You could also get those different colors the four different colors yeah i know it would be adding a step that some people might find useless but to me this brings in better customization into the game and the game's already a super customizable customizable game with texture packs 
but I'd rather not depend on texture packs to make up for creativity in game. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah, I played a, uh, what's that game on the ocean? I can't believe. Raft. Yes. You can actually catch a llama in that game and shear it Mm -hmm. for the wool. That's how you get your backpacks. So yeah, I mean, shearing a llama is definitely a thing. (laughs) Yeah, I think shearing llama should be done in game. I don't really know how you would texture a sheared llama, but yeah. when I was looking up interesting facts about llamas, like the llama wool was a big one. Like there are people who live up in these cold mountainous regions who are like, yeah, no, llama wool is way better than sheep's wool and they use sheep's wool or not sheep's wool, but they use llama wool for clothing and stuff instead of sheep's wool. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, if it's good enough for people living up on this mountain, it's good enough for Minecraft people. Yeah. Two things I was thinking. Uh-huh. For one, llama's fun to say. It's a fun <laughs> I, word to say. I love saying Yama Llama. I don't know why. Doesn't make any sense. Just <laughs> Yama Llama. <laughs> Yama Llama is definitely fun to say. And another thing, I feel like the caravans break apart too often. Mm-hmm. Like they're very, I don't know, fragile, I guess you could say. And I feel like, uh, I don't know, the train should be more intact, the caravan trains. That's the only thing. What if you could lead other llamas to llamas? Ah, like connect them. Yeah. With the leads. Yeah, that's good. So every llama would have to have a carpet on it, and then you could lead one llama to the other llama's carpet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they would still naturally follow in a caravan, but then the lead would also kind of keep their attention focused on the llama in front of them. Yeah, make it a little bit tighter and still, you know, even if you lead an animal, there's a chance of that lead breaking. So there's still that, Mm -hmm. you know, balance to where if a llama is caught, it can break, which I'm okay with that. But it seems like if they lose eyesight of the llama in front of them, the train's gone. And that happens too often, at least when I tried it. Yeah. So yeah, tighter, a tighter caravan would be nice. I like the lead idea. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that would be a, a good happy medium because I, again, like I said, I do like the caravanning of llamas. And like you said earlier, I think it all depends on the path you take. Right. Um, so if you think ahead and you plan a good path, but th- there are some times where you, you just can't do, can't spend an hour flattening out terrain and cutting down trees to make a path for 10 llamas. Funny thing is when you go to get your llama and you know you're leading it away and you're getting all these llamas that you don't want <laughs> mm-hmm. it's pretty entertaining you know i didn't want you it happens it happens but i think that's going to do it for today's show but before jimbo reads us out i want to say a huge thank you to all of our patrons who are supporting the show our milk level patrons are omni chief big bear croc firestar fragile rock neo double games obeep stone figure vipers tuna and whitey whitey if you two would like to get access to exclusive benefits and hours of extra content each month, please consider joining at patreon.com slash the withering effect. If you like the show, you could share it with all of your friends and on social media. If you listen on Spotify, follow us. Or if you listen on Apple Podcasts, leave us a nice review. Doing any of these really helps the show reach more listeners. If you would like to get in contact with us, send an email to podcast at thewitheringeffect.com, tweet us, Leave a voice message or join our Discord where you can have a chat with everyone who works on the show and fellow listeners. All the links are in the show notes. This show has been brought to you by Jimbo and myself, but also our digital producer, Carl. He helps make sure the show ends up where it should be. And the amazing music you hear in the intro and outro is created by the one and only Decoy. Everyone's social media 
info can be found in the show notes. You guys have been awesome. As always, thank you so much for getting with us. You should probably go drink your milk now. Bye. See you guys.